I'll have people who come in and say like, I need a full-time job, um, like find me this, or I need to find somebody who does like rocket science, or I need to find somebody who does like rehabilitation stuff or whatever. Um, and so people are coming all the time with like people they need to connect with, jobs they want to start, businesses they want to start, and like the energy totally, yeah, it's, it's there. From Vermont Center for Emerging Technologies, it's Start Here, a podcast sharing the stories of active, aspiring, and accidental entrepreneurs. Today, we take Start Here on the road to Bradford, Vermont, to visit one of our most impressive friends and allies. Monique Priestley is a designer, gamer, self-proclaimed geek, and founder of The Space on Main. Welcome. This is Sam Roach-Gerber and Dave Bradbury, recording from The Space on Main in downtown Bradford, Vermont. Hi, Monique. Hi, guys. Hey, Monique. Thanks for hosting us here today yeah, at the no, Space on so Main. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Damn, it is beautiful space. I've it, seen pictures. <laughs> I knew what I, what I was expecting, but it just it blew me away. You know, V-Site was definitely like my like model for sure in the back of my head. If I could have done so much more glass, I would have done uh, that. We but. have so much more <laughs> dust and debris than you do here. So, yeah, don't. you've got it going on. The people upstairs working, the vibe is great, but... We're getting ahead of ourselves, Sam. We are. Yeah, let's just take it to square one. What is the space on Main? Yeah, so um, co-working, uh, maker space eventually, um, conference space, event space, gallery space, um, really community space. So the, the whole idea was that there was um, several like needs in the community that just weren't being met. Um, things like being able to have a board meeting in a space that had Wi-Fi, um, having a gathering space that's accessible to people, um, and then having a place for remote workers to like come together. So, yeah. That's pretty awesome. And then um, when did you open? Uh, so October 2018. Wow, this is still the freshman year then, Yeah, right? it's definitely. <laughs> wow. That's why it's so clean in here, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we just cleaned last, yesterday, so my partner and I just uh, yeah, we clean on Sunday. Oh, good. Okay, because I was literally going, oh my gosh, we got to amp our game up a little bit. I was feeling bit. filthy, yes. Well, it is dirty. You're in the north. Yeah. Right? So, all right. Tell us about yourself. What's your background or... Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, Who are we speaking with? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I grew up just across the river in Piermont, uh, New Hampshire. Um, in high school, moved to Bradford. Um, I guess my, uh, I've always kind of worked on like, like web design, database design, that kind of thing. Um, I went to Linden and UVM for digital media and graphic design stuff. Um, and then, uh, ended up coming, like just staying around here for a little bit and then going to grad school in Seattle, um, for communications and digital media. Um, and so that, and then I started working for a software company to help put me through that. <laughs> um, and they kept me on when I moved back. Um, oh, so you so. remote worked for, for, so a bit. I still remote work You're full time. Do. Yeah. For, um, campus. CE well, so this, this is a side hustle. This is a second full time unpaid business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what, what in your background just made you qualified to dare to try a a community endeavor like this. Yes. Like, I'm really curious. Yeah, so I definitely, so I had always wanted, so kind of every job and a lot of friends that I've had, I've always had people saying, like, if we start a business together, doing all kinds of random stuff. Um, so my, like, kind of retirement dream um, was to be able to have a company that would be able to, like, bring all those people together working on different things um, and then to fund, like, nonprofit space for art, like, low-cost space for artists to give back and do classes and things like that. Because um, I took advantage of that, like, growing up. Um, 
And I guess, uh, so I was on a lot of boards um, at the time, um, and we're all kind of sad talking about, like, everything was closed on the street um, and trying to figure out how to, like, fill that. Um, I guess, so I have, uh, when I was thinking through things after it got started, um, uh, like, marketing, like, I have a marketing background and have design background, so I didn't have to pay people like that to do, like, signage and logos and things like that. Uh, the web design... Um, networking through the different boards that I had. I had a bunch of different advisors that were able to help through like uh, 501c3 status and things like that. Um, I don't know, I guess I'm just curious and stubborn and try to feel like I like a challenge. So I don't know that I was qualified in all of the areas like floor layout, <laughs> um, but I just figured it out. You so. figure it out, right? Yeah, yeah totally. You, you seldom see floor layout on someone's yeah. LinkedIn profile. <laughs> yeah. So I, other than I love it, curious and stubborn. Well, now you have it. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So I, I am ashamed to admit this is my first time in Bradford. Um, Sam. I know. Stop it. I made it. Okay. So tell us about Bradford as a town. And, you know, my first question is what makes it special? And then my follow up question is maybe what makes it not so special? What makes it sort of like that classic New England town that's, that's looking for sort of a rebirth maybe? Yep. Um, yeah. So Bradford, uh, it's just, so it was a like a mill town, um, and the thing about kind of like uh, it has a great main street. Has a like definitely a, what got me kind of involved as a, a core of um, volunteers and board members and people behind the scenes that you don't realize are doing things like putting flowers on the cemetery or like organizing the parade or like doing all this stuff. Um, and they're there and they're dedicated and um, and want to like engage people. Um, so that, like, I was already in that kind of space, um, and so that was, I knew I had, like, a support network, um, and I wanted to, like, invest in the community somehow. I didn't have the money, so, like, doing a nonprofit and fundraising and stuff was my way, I guess, of, like, doing something. Um, uh, it's right on the river, right off 91, so it has, and it has a lot of, like, especially right now, has a lot of potential energy, it has developable land, and so people are kind of thinking, especially with a space, like, how do I start a business? How do I like become a part of the community? Which has been awesome. Um, and it's definitely part of our region. So we have right. um, the Cohas, um, like Chamber of Commerce and Rotary and things, um, which is really like eight towns kind of on the New Hampshire side and uh, the Vermont side. I'm gonna go up and Bradford's kind of like probably the biggest like center out of that. Um, so that's yeah. Well, a lot of Vermonters think you can't work with the other side. No, we definitely right? can. Yeah. I, mean, I lived in the Upper Valley yeah. for a bit. I'm like, <laughs> you know, you didn't really notice. Yeah, no, totally. And it's um, there's definitely things on the New Hampshire and Vermont side that like there isn't on either side. Um, so like Piermont like has like a little store and um, and uh, just people like Richard um, that were upstairs that are also working in the middle of nowhere in Piermont Lake yeah. <laughs> um, that just want to come and connect with other people. Um, and you said you've been here, you know, pretty much your whole life. You've been in Bradford since high school. How have you seen the town sort of change over the years? And are you sort of optimistic about its future? Yeah. So, um, so what I actually going back further than what I'm aware of, um, when I uh, was getting ready to kind of fill the space I had, I got together the the family who owned this building um, and whose department store it was. And um, we kind of sat around just talking, like, tell me stories, like I want to hear. Um, 
and it was just like Main Street was like the place to go, like in Bradford, like on a Friday night. And this was a department store, had a candy counter. They sold like alligators at one point, and like painted bunnies, and like oh, they just sold me like all this kind of stuff. It was awesome, like soda fountain. Um, and so this was the place to gather. Um, and over time, I think. Um, so Hills was like the draw point, Colatina exit, Farmway, that kind of stuff. Um, and then in the last couple of years, uh, we, a few of our like big, um, longstanding companies got bought out by corporate, um, which said they like keep everything the same and then they left, um, leaving us with holes. Um, and so, uh, it was really depressing. I was actually thinking about like, maybe I should just go back to Seattle and, um, and live there and try to figure things out. I'm not knowing if it would actually be like viable to survive here. Um, and then, uh, I had told some people like my idea of trying to do like a, uh, community space um, and at one like critical um, bread for business association like social um, a, f- a friend and a mentor just kind of was like just go tell everybody what you're thinking um, and that was like everybody got excited we were like drinking or we staying around for a while talking about all the possibilities um, and I think ever since like starting this space like people come in all the time like I, Ryan and my partner actually makes fun of me a lot because uh, I'll have people who come in and say like I need a full-time job um, like find me this or I need to find somebody who does like rocket science or I need to find somebody who does like rehabilitation stuff or whatever um, and so people are coming all the time with like people they need to connect with jobs they want to start businesses they want to start and like the energy totally yeah it's it's there um it's growing, so. I mean, you yeah. can feel it. We've been here. It's a Monday morning. We've been here for, you know, a couple hours, and already we've met so many great people, and it's amazing how the, the street sort of starts to fill up, and you can see it sort of wake up, waking up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a lot to be proud of here. Um, so tell us more about the team you've assembled and, and how you talked otherwise busy, wonderful folks into this idea. Maybe maybe it was the beers at that social <laughs> mention, but. Um, this is a team, like, Behind this? Yeah, the okay. team behind it. You have an advisory board or board yeah. of directors. Yeah, so um, actually that was one of my like things I was most proud of is the, the board um, ended up being a lot of like uh, friends. It was the friend board, but it was also everyone who – it was the smartest minds that I was friends with that I knew would um, – uh, be supportive uh, when things got tough, but also would keep me in check and ask questions and hold me accountable, <laughs> which was awesome. Um, so there's people from uh, Seattle um, that I went to grad school with, my one of my professors um, and friends of friends, and then um, people in uh, Vermont and New Hampshire. And it was important for me to um, make sure that it wasn't just people from the local area because um, I wanted feedback from, from various minds. Um, and so, and actually this, so the starting board was really, uh, nonprofit management and kind of like um, uh, grants management experience. Um, and then we've since, we actually just, I stepped off the board just like a month ago um, and kind of half the people who were focused in that dropped off. And um, we have six new people um, that are more focused in like partnerships, entrepreneurship, strategic um, strategic funding and things like that. So, yeah. And how did you find those folks? <laughs> Uh, again, it was like people I knew, like, I guess that I've like networked with, or I'm on other boards with, um, or, uh, actually one, um, is coming who had kind of, he's starting his own space and he had come here to ask for advice. And then I was like, oh, actually, like, he'd be a great fit. Um, or people, yeah, people that I'm working with. Um, yeah. 
And then there's definitely a whole class of other people from the community that are not on the board, um, but helped like with review grants and helped review my appeal letter and have gotten people into the space and things. It's pretty stunning, I mean, just how much the community is involved in this and wants to see it and you and, and everybody succeed. It's, um, it's almost... It's every other week I get like a private message on Facebook oh, or Twitter <laughs> by somebody down here wanting me to nominate you and Space on Maine for some, you know, humanitarian award at the UN <laughs> or something. So it's like, it's pretty, it's awesome. And of course we do. So, you know, look, yeah. look for that call. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the real magic of a space like this is the people that are here, right? So mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about who your members are? Where are they coming from? Yeah. Um, so they're coming from all over. So I have a couple who's coming. They kind of trade off. So they um, both remote work like 45 minutes away in like Landaff, New Hampshire. Um, and they basically want time. They want to take turns not being around each other at home, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, you know, once in, uh, they're both developers. Um, I have people uh, who are in um, biotech and fintech and civil engineers, mechanical engineers, CPAs, attorneys, uh, graphic designers, um, data scientists. Um, Somebody who works for NASA. Um, anybody from the colleges nearby? Or? Not really. Yeah, oh. no, no, really, but anybody from the colleges yet. Um, but that's definitely an area that I need to tap into. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> yeah, key, key yeah, exactly. There. <laughs> totally. Yeah, right, totally. Yeah. And you like, you know, it's very clear that you have a background in marketing. I think that's, you know, it's so eye catching and so like every I see myself reading your stuff all the time and or catch myself reading your stuff all the time and um, it feels like there's a lot going on here. So what are you most excited about? What is really getting you out of bed these days? Yeah, it's definitely starting to do programming. Um, which and I originally thought that I was I thought that we'd have to market the event space and the conference space a lot earlier. Um, and before I started marketing at all, people were reserving it. Um, and so, and programming, I thought would probably be like year three, um, but it was something that, uh, because of networking with other spaces, has just come together. Um, and so, I'm really excited about like the um, starting a small business workshops and like helping um, people who are remote working um, in their uh, with business workshops, um, and then people who are trying to support people who already have businesses and grow them. Um, like doing social media workshops, um, and eventually um, when we can get funding to do um, business ex- accelerators um, yeah. and support programs. Yeah. I, and I think we, you know, we've sort of found the same thing is that, you know, you said you thought originally program was going to be year three. Like, you know, for us too, programming is something that has just come together because there are so many great resources and people. I know we both um, work with Gwen at CWE yeah, a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, They're awesome. So awesome. And it, it makes it so much easier to be effective because, we know there's stuff that Gwen does way better than we could ever do. So we, we, you know, we bring her into VSED and, um, the other thing is, is just leveraging your members, right? I mean, yeah. we do it all the time where we say, Hey, so-and-so you're an expert in blockchain. Can you run this lunch and learn for us? And they're psyched to do it. So we haven't done that yet. Not so yet. I'm excited for that. Uh, and, and that's, that's like the flywheel stage for these spaces, right? Yeah. When members start, just again, they're comfortable, then they want to pay back and contribute. Yep. And I think um, we saw evidence of that already beginning upstairs. So, yep. um, we yeah. have had more community members start to like with the, I think one of the last newsletters I sent out, somebody immediately said, like, here's all the workshops that I would be willing to do for free or something. I was like, great. <laughs> oh, really? Um, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, you chose a nonprofit. How come that model? 
Yeah, so two reasons. Um, one, just that I was uh, already kind of engaged in it. Like my like social life and my like professional development is is a lot of um, after work, like going to board meetings and, and volunteering on the weekends and things like that. And um, so I had, uh, I wanted this to be community focused. Um, and so that's the that's the biggest reason. And then second was that I didn't have money of my own. <laughs> so trying to fundraise uh, for a nonprofit um, was the other route was like doing the like um, investment and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I guess I just felt better about doing the nonprofit. Um, and that was really where my heart was. So I was trying, I was sort of reminiscing and um, I remembered you had originally came to visit Dave and I in 2016, I think, yep. to say, hey, here's this like crazy idea I have, sort of what do you guys think? And um, and it, she did it. <laughs> it's, it really is like bl- completely blows me away how not only how amazing it is, but how quickly you did it. Mm-hmm. Was it smooth sailing the whole way as Easy it appears? Peasy, right? <laughs> no, definitely was not. So actually, so yeah, I guess we started, um, yeah, definitely 2016. Um, no, I actually had like, I applied for the nonprofit test and that was actually pretty easy. Um, I Googled and like went through a bunch of paperwork and that was fine. <laughs> um, I had had like family stuff in the summer, um, health stuff that basically took me out of that. So and that kind of like stalled for like a whole six months. Um, but then jumped back into it, um, and then asked for the first money, which was the Jack and Dorothy Byrne Foundation. Um, and they said yes, <laughs> so <laughs> that was awesome. Um, and so they uh, did. They gave five thousand and said that they would. Uh, I needed a twenty thousand dollar match, um, which then we got after that um, a lot with Rock Community Foundation um, and uh, Couch Foundation and things like that. Um, and then it was really just so the summer of I guess two thousand eighteen. Yeah, last summer, <laughs> last spring. Um, the owners, Vin and Angela Wendell, who own Coltina next door, um, they had completely got this. They put a ton of their own money into this, um, and they're basically, you know, every couple of weeks being like, "Are you still? Is this still a thing? <laughs> Are you gonna have enough money to get this going?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I think so." <laughs> um, so definitely like the first thing was just funding and trying to get people um like trying to get through like Vermont Community Foundation or trying to get through to like um you know regional development corps or like people um agency of commerce yeah agency of commerce and community development so the we applied like with the owners to get downtown um tax credits which was a game that this project wouldn't have like happened without that in VCF um and so at the like just the right time where as soon as we got there I was like okay we're good like I can commit to this and this was like when construction had already happened so <laughs> uh, sometimes um, you need that fire you know yeah, to get you going. yeah uh but yeah so I mean things like I worked with a arch- I, like I did like a rough floor plan um and then I ran it by an architect um and then like picking paint colors was something new um we had uh contractors doing like IT and electrical and all that kind of stuff and it was a mix of like um, the owners and I, like, you know, the board, uh, like, organization, um, paying for things. So trying to, like, schedule when stuff was going to happen at the same, at all at the same time or schedule that, that was interesting. Um, I, Project yeah. management, like, yeah. 101. <laughs> yeah, I totally just, like, ended up working from the coffee shop next door just to make sure I was available in case there was people not, like, people weren't communicating, so, <laughs> yeah. So, um what advice do you have to others in different communities to help them think about planning for a space like like this like what what sort of key lessons learned 
could you pay it forward and share? Yeah, and that is actually the most fun thing about this whole thing is that I've had a number of people from all over Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts come and like ask to just like talk about things. Um, so that's been super fun. Um, I mean, really, the like community getting community support ahead of time. Um, I don't think it's anything. I don't think this type of space is something you can just like force. Like I'm gonna do this, and you guys are gonna buy into it. <laughs> it really like every this really came from like a survey so community um, visioning totally. surveys yep yep socials, and just constantly like being willing to change that yeah. <laughs> like the rooms that aren't functioning the way i thought they would that's what i was gonna ask is there anything that like you thought would definitely work out that maybe you drastically changed after talking to the community um yeah so really like the wellness type room and like the phone booths just kind of moving those around but that's really it it wasn't been yeah there hasn't been a lot of drastic and it's it's a very flexible space i feel like it's it's a really you know can be easily used for working or events or you know if you said we know the the challenge and sort of the importance of having multi-use space oh yeah yeah Yeah. nothing's nailed down um would you recommend that people just sort of start it like you did without the resources in place or try to gather the resource commitments ahead of time? Like, do you, do you, do you fundraise on momentum and logo that you designed <laughs> or, or do you, do you fundraise on the promise of something you have, you've yet to see? Yeah. I mean, definitely having, being able to say that I went, um, that I did the survey and that I went one-on-one to people and talked and being able to share the stories that people were telling me of the need for it. I don't think anybody would have given me money without that and having a budget and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I think you need all those pieces in place to get started, but yeah. So it's, I think, too, having, you're, you're so visible downtown. Like you mentioned before, people are constantly sort of like walking by and poking their head in and things like that. And that certainly helps, too, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Being on Main Street and being uh, people able to like uh, just walk in or make an appointment to come in has been awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it's really neat. And it's so necessary. There are, there are, you know, dozens and dozens of similar Vermont, New Hampshire towns that have vacant downtown space sort of really interesting, skilled people that want to engage and you, you got to have the right invitation, the right gathering spot. And um, it's really exciting to see your space here in Bradford take off and inspire others. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're like the bee's knees right now, right? <laughs> right the Senate Economic Development Committee came from Vermont to do a, a hearing that was live cast. I watched for a bit too. Yeah. That, so it was pretty awesome. That was, that was the great thing about that was that I had like gone out and like seen you guys and went to, um, uh, other spaces like Local 64 and um, things like that. But most of the people in the room hadn't met each other and hadn't like gone to each other's spaces. And so since we've been like, I think everybody's, I've heard people like networking together since then. Um, so that's been awesome. That's awesome. So you, one of the things you mentioned was Vermont Community Foundation. Have any other sort of resources or mentors been particularly helpful in this process? I don't want to say names because then I'd be leaving out a bunch. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah no, it's um, so many so many people, um, especially like, so when I was kind of banging my head against the wall trying to get certain contacts, um, finally like Paul Costello um, and Ted Brady were like the major ones who were like, oh, I can I can write those intro emails or whatever. Um, two, so that, t- two titans in, yeah, our, in yeah. our area. No, I mean, that that was a game changer was was sitting down with, the, with those two for sure. Um, right. and Paul's, then, Paul's with the Vermont Community 
development, right? Vermont Community, uh, Vermont Council on Rural Development. Sorry, Paul. Yeah, right. <laughs> Council on Rural Development. I've only known him 20 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, but so he's, uh, yeah, that's been great. And then locally, um, definitely like uh, Marvin Harrison has been my like, yeah, solid support. And also just somebody who um, kind of, if a lot of people will ask him um, to kind of be a part of um, boards or like opportunities, and a lot of times they'll just be like, do you want to do this instead? <laughs> or things like that. Or it's the, like, the I'm freaking out email in the middle of the night where I'm just like, I just need somebody to, like, yeah. And then he'll be the one to respond. So <laughs> It's important to have that. So what do you think about um, Vermont as a whole and sort of the, the state of its innovation economy, if you will? Or I'm uh, just kind of curious what your outlook is. Yeah. You know, if you get out of the the downtown block here and yeah uh i'm i love vermont um i'm i'm really excited one i just love how accessible it is um i feel like anybody who have needed to talk to uh, at one point or another like somebody introduces me and then it turns out that like uh, it always comes back around um and i love that and i feel like um people are really trying to support each other um at least like where i've been <laughs> um and I, and that goes that's traveling all over the state um i'm all a lot of times in like um burlington or like uh newport or uh, derby or like white river or whatever um and it's the same everywhere like people want to be they're invested in vermont um and they want to help kind of grow things um, and they really want to be they want to engage which has been an interesting thing is like not everyone knows feels like they can engage um, and and once they figure out like that they can or that there's this one little thing that's like super valuable that they need to like they can share um, just watching the energy um, yeah so cool um and we can't help ourselves but ask, given the nature of our own uh, sort of endeavors, any companies in the Bradford area that you're super excited about that are sort of get, making a go of it? Um, yeah, so there's a um, MVP, um, mer- Movable Virtual Player. I hope that's right. <laughs> um, so they were an incubator uh, company out of Dartmouth. Um, and they actually came here when I was just, like, before we even get started, when they knew the building was kind of being constructed to see if they could go into the, the basement. Um, so they make uh, basically like robotic dummies. Um, they started for Dartmouth football um, team. And they had um, basically when it, it was instead of doing human-to-human contact. It was the practice um, dummies. Right? Yeah, practice yeah. dummies, yeah. Um, so they would basically, like, you could tell how hard they were being hit and where they were being hit, and they could move them around and control them. Wow. Um, but, yeah, so they, I actually, so now they have, like, a contract with the Department of Defense that they're doing, like, tactical dummies, and so you can tell, like, where the bullet went in and how fast the bullet was going and if it was a kill shot and, like, all kinds of stuff. Um, so we actually took, I took the Vermont Council of Rural Development there for a board retreat, and so they were driving them all around the parking lot. Um, but that's, that's super exciting. Um, and that, so they ended up in our industrial park. Um, and we have like red kite candy here, which most people don't realize, even though it's in Burlington and things like that. Um, and yeah, those are really, that's really cool. I hadn't heard of them. Yeah, it is neat. And I think too, our experience in, in our three facilities is, you know, year two, year three is when good Vermonters like to look at stuff for a while. I'll, I'll drive by 14, 15 times. I'll get slower, look in the window, and, and then, then I'll go in maybe year two. Yep. I might not say anything, but, but 
I'll probably start talking in year three. So, you know, I kind of feel like there's a lot. It'll more, happen. <laughs> there's a lot more talent and activity in the area that will, again, um, engage here, just mm-hmm. given what you've built and the brand and the, and the momentum. So um, that's really exciting, really exciting. And so what is your sort of short term, what's sort of on the horizon, and then what, what do you think in long term here? Um, yeah, so short term is just trying to get more programming and then trying to actually, like I haven't really, uh, like I've marketed a little bit, but I haven't like target marketed um, to things like like associations or um, realtors or Airbnbs or things like that. So like trying to just engage people um, that are here traveling and things like that, because um, we had a few members join for the summer. Um, and then business accelerator type stuff with um, LaunchVT mm-hmm. um, and the React program, um, and then more stuff with CWE. Um, and then I would love to start doing with stuff with the high schools um, and the adult basic ed program um, and uh, trying to get students involved in, in thinking entrepreneurially, um, which is not something that they don't have like programs right now for that locally. So Very cool. Um, yeah, we've got big hopes too with the Scale Here program right. that we announced just like 60 days ago, I think, uh, this spring that, you know, just trying to assemble all these perks and discounts and advantages to to get out to companies and centers around Vermont and uh, it's been thrilling to sort of see the early interest here too so hopefully got more things coming right absolutely get those big companies helping out little companies yeah and I definitely have a few members who are super excited about scale here they couldn't make it this morning but they're definitely no worries we're coming back the remote mentoring is kind of fun too I've been enjoying that remote mentoring sounds so impersonal like the video mentoring Mm -hmm. um see so much more personal that way yeah right totally (laughs) (laughs) it's it's great during the cold and flu season though right no one gets sick but no that that actually has been pretty effective just so you can respect an entrepreneur's time so Mm -hmm. she doesn't have to drive an hour and a half or wherever it is for a meeting like let's get the information resources to her where she needs it easily yeah i'm like yes right take the friction out of the system so yeah, and Dave and I have a hard time saying no to cool people, so anytime we can come back down and, and visit, we're happy to do so. That's right. I'll be driving through and uh, next weekend getting my there kid, I think, <laughs> over, uh, over at Kingswood. So, um, Sam, we're about at that point where... Oh, my gosh. ...where it's uh, magic wand time. <sighs> a big one also i'm just distracted by the absolutely stunning backdrop behind monique right now it's just like the most picturesque vermont i thought it was a green screen but it's just it's vermont crazy beautiful it's going down to the uh, the connecticut river here so it's truly um, magic speaking of which see how i did that yeah you're a pro magic wand time monique if you could change one thing about vermont today what would you change uh, yeah, so my, um, I was thinking, like, I've actually been thinking about this since I listened to your podcast, and I was like, oh, teleportation, but uh, <laughs> no, really, it would be, um, it was, I actually kind of said it earlier, um, I guess that people would have a feeling that they um, could go to any table or, like, be engaged, um, and they could feel uh, like there weren't barriers to just kind of sharing themselves with the community. Um, I feel like people are, yeah, I guess... Or hesitant to kind of interact socially with others. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I like that one. Well, I think, you know, spaces like this make that much easier for people. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's like, it's a pretty inviting place, right? And the local buzz is like three doors up, right? Which is a rockin' (laughs) breakfast, lunch, coffee spot. So um, 
Thank you for your time and for yeah. having us down here. It was really great to, to meet your members and spend time with, with you. And I just, I just wish you were happier, you know. Just, <laughs> just, you know, there's really no energy here. So. Yeah, totally. Cool. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. This has been the Start Here podcast with Sam and Dave, a podcast sharing the stories of active, aspiring, and accidental entrepreneurs. This series has been made possible by the Vermont Technology Council and Consolidated Communications. Follow us on Twitter at VSET, that's V-C-E-T. Thanks for listening, and now let's get back to work.